Guten Erev Shabbos. I think they advertise this is a special shear. So I'm going to try and do, trying to combine why all these special Shabbos come out around this time of the year and put them to Pesach. Okay, Pesach is Azman Gula. It's more than this Mangula. That's a time that we became actual nation. And we'll talk about that in, along the way. Purim is the beginning of the, of the Gula in the future. That the Rebbein Yishalayim starts moderation goes three months till hopefully the Gula will come at that time and try to put them together. Anyway, the first of the, of the special Shabbosim is called Parashish Golem. And Parashish Golem has a very funny, so strange, if you want to put it, way of presenting itself. Rebbein tells us, I want you to count Klal Yisrael in order to raise them up. And but I want you to take a machsa shekel from them that they shouldn't be punished because you're counting them. And it's a very strange halacha. If I'm not supposed to be counting them, so don't count. If I'm supposed to be counting them, so what's wrong with counting them? What do I need a kapore for counting them and you're telling me I have to count them? It doesn't make any sense. So pshat is this, why, why would we want to count clients or period? I mean, obviously, as far as people, there is an there is an union of a census. There's no question about it. You have to know how many kids are born in the area, how many yeshivas you're going to need. We have these problems in areas which are growing fast, and you don't have enough yeshivas to keep up with them. So obviously, we do need a census. We have to know how many Jews it is. What do you tell me? Don't count them. Of course, I got to count them. I have to know how many shul, how many seats are needed in shul. Whatever it is, I'm not talking about. Or what the what what other time of census are, but but the, but the push of the time of census, of course, there's a point of census, and the Rebbeinu wants that census. And what's the census that he really wants, though? Is he wants to so how many people do I have with me? For instance, if we want to have an army. We have a very populous country, billions of people, millions of people, whatever it is. They want to put together an army. Unfortunately, they're all four Fs. So what are you going to do? What, what army do you have? You want to come in, you come into a shul in a restaurant, and you want to have a mincha, right? You have one there, you have a packed house. And he asks, how many Shemba Shabbos are in this place? You got three guys. You have no minion. What are you going to do? We're not talking about Tini Chinishba and all this thing. I'm talking about Machal Shabbos. Uh, they don't count. So... What, what, what good are they? So what, it's not numbers, but I want, I want to know what you are. So when the Benishim says to us, I want you to be one, I want you to be like Moshe Rabbeinu. That's for Chizuk. In other words, before Shavuos, by Midbar is always before Shavuos. That means we always count before we kabbal the Torah. It's like the Russian, the Bank of Emden Siddur. I think in Yiddish, they used to be count and be mekabal. No, it's, uh, what's counting got to be couple of When Moshe Rabbeinu was one, 
I'm one. What are you kidding around? Moshe Rabbeinu is one of your one. What kind of one are you kidding around Moshe Rabbeinu? All of us, you are one. If I live up to the potential that I can produce, then I'm one. God didn't give me the keiches he gave Moshe Rabbeinu. So Moshe Rabbeinu has to live up to his potential. I have to live up to my potential. But if I do, I'm the same one as Moshe Rabbeinu is. That's what I want to know. I want to know how many people are doing their potential. That's what the bench is. Then we can go to Tish. These are the people I can count on. These are the people, what do you call me? Unfortunately, a lot of people don't make it. They, they claim to be that high. They try to be that high, but they don't make it. So what happens if you don't make it? So Lechayre uh, comes in English because you claimed you won, and it's a false claim. So the Benishim, it's an Einish. But the Benishim wants you to keep trying, because if you don't keep trying, you'll never make it for sure. In other words, okay, this year I wasn't one, but maybe next year I will be. So therefore, I'll try it again next year. You find this, that it's such an Indian of, of, uh, of, uh, of a trial in trying to do something, is the... Um, to have by uh, benching. Fana Gemara, a stranger got it. In the third person, so it means I show favoritism. You don't show favoritism. So how all of a sudden you tell me you show favoritism? So the Benjamin answers, how can I not show favoritism? I was and when do you have to bench only when you have sphere when you're full and 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 these people uh, bench even when they have uh, okay so I owe them a favor is that, is that a favor let, let, me, let me ask you if they would eat a chotzi kazayus what would you say about the person? Should I bench you? Tell me it's a bracha l'vatola. So the bracha l'vatola. So why, why are you telling me it's a yichas? It's not a yichas. It's a bracha l'vatola. Right? Elevos. No. Uh, if I truly feel gratitude, I'm a chiv to bench. I don't feel, the bench is not expecting gratitude from me until the chav is But if I feel gratitude after achilus and kezayis or beya, in other words, I can feel that a, a tremendous hanoyif that the bench gave me, either or the, I actually had the pleasure of something, whatever it is, and I feel great, I want to thank you, you know, to thank you. It answers a lot of questions, how, how I caught me from the God, but I'm not getting involved in that now. But the mice is the fact that this to, to, to bench if you actually feel uh, gratitude. And that's this thing that we're talking about. It's not if the Rabbanan made the law. If the Rabbanan made the law, it's the Bachavatola. It wouldn't help. Hell of us people benched that way anyway. So Chazal came along and they said, since there are people that feel gratitude, if the guy is Kebeya, so let's make a Takone that they should have to bench. And then maybe they'll get used to benching at that time and they'll, they'll, they'll feel gratitude if the Gzayim the so there's a point of training us to become to Madrege, and that's the point over here also. And this is even my Kobanis like that, that we do Kobanoila, I'm not going into what it's for, but the Kobanoila, 
even though the, the person, what he's trying to prove with the copenoyle, he was not able to, in other words, because in, in, in inside he didn't feel it, it's not a it's not because the Ben David was magdished Mizbeach before we put the stuff on the Mizbeach. So therefore when we put the stuff on. And why the Ben should make it that way instead of us having to make it into Rechlechoyach is because the Ben wants us to keep trying. Now we didn't make it the first time, keep trying. So this is the point of Shvuis that the point of that. Now the second time that we do it obviously is before Purim. And what was that purpose? That happens to be a Sharet Shuba and talks about, you know, the reality of having to get drunk on Purim, right? And he, and he brings down that his father, Mishem Agadol, that's not, not himself, that his father used to, when he was younger, he would get drunk to Pshute. When he got older, he was Yaitzu with Rama, you know, with going to sleep. At the Chayret, we're all against drunking, drunk, drunkings, uh, drunk drive, we're well, drinking anyway. I'm pulling to get drunk. Why? Because get to do the wrong thing, they do what they call, they get drilled, they do whatever things. You don't really want them getting drunk. Okay? So here he's telling me he got drunk, he was a Milo, he was, he said he did it at least. So, so obviously kids can bring the lie, you see, he did it, so why can't we do it? Whatever it is. What would be the purpose of it? I believe the purpose is a person has to know what's wrong with him. And he has to know what kind of person he truly is. Now, if he never lets himself, he let, never lets his inhibitions go, he'll never know who he is. And therefore, Purim will let, he let your inhibitions go. And then you'll find out what a, what a not a good person you are. And maybe you'll do tshuva and you'll be able to straighten out. And that's the tachlis of it. But, then, but you have to do that. If you don't do that, you're not going to find out what's wrong. So that's basically what what the purpose of of, of uh, shkolim is. What they call. Now that leads you into shkolim leads you into uh, what do you call it zocha. Now zocha, you have a lot of machlekesin on it. I'm sure it's affected the, the community here. Do we have a woman's minion? Don't we have a woman's minion? Uh, what does this got to do with, with Pastor Zohar? Okay. Well, what do you mean? Zohar is wiped by Amaleka. They'll tell you 20 stories. This guy killed an Amaleki. He killed an Amaleki. Whatever it is. That, personally, I don't believe any of that. But that's my personal belief. That has nothing to do with anything. And none of these people, I don't think, ever asked somebody, did you personally kill an Amaleki or not? It's all the story I heard, I heard, I heard, I heard. So all this is meaningless. Okay, but why am I saying what I'm saying? So I'm going to tell you what my, my, how much my Rebbe affected me, okay? When I was in Tells, I'm going back over 70 years ago, okay? So the uh, Belimeo was, was alive then, and uh, it was Purim. And I must have had something, but I don't think I would have had the guts to go over to him like this. He was a very uh, stark and mentor, at least to gave you that feeling, you know, you better get paid to know what you're doing when you're coming over here. And uh, so but I did go over and I asked him a simple question, I said, if we were time the mitzvah Mechias HaMolek, then there'll only be 612 mitzvahs in the Torah. And the Torah needs 613 mitzvahs. So how could you have a Torah Shlema if we wiped out Amalek? That was my question. Okay. And on that, he answered me 
that we're not talking about the nation of Amalek, we're talking about the ideals of Amalek, in other words, the kfir of Amalek. And then after he told me that, I don't know if I was that year or any time later, I take his sword kipshute. Let us share what I mean. Taran Shittis that hold, if you miss Pasha Zohar, you yetsa with the kriya of Purim on Purim, the Pasha Zohar. And according to what I just told you, Lechari, that's not true. Now, why do I say that's Lechari, not, not true? Let's see what it's like. Bishalach, let's find it over there. Yeah. Here's the Lashit. I will destroy Amalek. I didn't ask you to do anything. By Shola Melech, I asked him to do it. Fine, that's when I asked him. But until then, you don't have any, I'm destroying Amalek. Okay? Okay. It's a war between Hashem and Amalek. It has nothing to do with me. Okay? So therefore, I'm not Yates with that. I'm not, I'm, not, I'm not asking you to kill anybody. If he wants to kill anybody, he can do it himself. He doesn't need you to do it for him. And all he has to do is make a little bit of my gaifa. And all of Amalekis die. They find uh, some kind of a gene in the, in the Amaleki thing there, and all that. That wouldn't be cash, right? Now let's see which state what we read. Okay. Here's a completely different uh, idea. Just take me a minute to find it. That's it. So. Yeah. What Malik did to you. You were not the Kim yet, but they weren't the Yorli Kim. However, the Psukim go. When God gives you Manucha from all your enemies, and I assume that that means Hamalik too. There's no Mahamalik anymore. Right? I have no Manucha, no enemies anymore. What am I supposed to do? Then wipe out the memory of Hamalik. Where in you? So the comment says they're pretty straight that there was no mitzvah at all to kill out a Amalek. You get us to work on yourself to wipe out a Amalek. Now, what is the work of the Amalek that exists in you? The Amalek that exists in me is a kfir. I don't believe in God. Well, you mean you don't believe in God? Of course I believe in God. No, you're going to show. We'll pay money here. What do you mean I don't believe in God? Because, right? Yeah, it's part of social life. We believe in God. But do I really believe in God? This would test it every single day. Okay? Every single day, this is a post-pasik in Shepas, uh, Sheftim, that says over there, uh, and it puts it in this way. Rashi is according to Rashi. It's a possible before Hamishi and Sheftim. Tamanti Hashem Lekecha. Yeah. His halachimai bitmimus bititzapiloi. Now go with him with innocence, like 
not expecting anything. Just go whatever he tells you. And don't hope, then don't just hope to him. Don't look for the future. Right? Whatever comes upon you, accept with Tamimus. And then you're part of him and his chalit. This is a sifra. And the sifra, the, and the Malbim even quotes him to the extent that if you do not, if you look for the future, then you not only you don't find the future, but you lose Hashkocha Pratis. So therefore, if you even have Hashkocha Pratis, you lose it. So therefore, now, when, they, when you go to the Ramban says, uh, he talks about uh, astrologers, he believes in it as a, as a science, as a chokhmah. And whatever he explains it to, there's also in that parish, coming from the beginning of the Novi parish, which a few people him before. And he uh, says that, if, that they tell you that, you know, you're going to die. You went to the doctor yesterday. The doctor told him, you know, you have this and this cancer, stage four, you got about two months to live. And if you don't say, it doesn't apply to me, that's for Goya maybe, but not for me, you're Evanessa. And Evanessa for not saying something? Yeah, Evanessa for not saying, because I don't believe. And what's Pshat, the, 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 the necessity, the, the, the Pshat is, all the, all the averages that are told to you in the world, they, they, they're not coming from Jews. They're coming from the world. In other words, 95% of the people got this cancer, they die. The 5% live, right? 95% die, 5% live. Yeah, from this thing is this and this, and this and this. I'm from the 5%. It doesn't apply to me, your averages. Your averages are for Goyim, for the world, not for Yid. I got a Shkocha Pratis. I have no Shaykhis to the world. And that's what the Ramban is telling me. So there's a bit different that we have to believe. Now, what happens in life, I'm sure we can say, what happens in life besides the tests that Rabbi gives us and he gives it to us daily not Avon Avin alone every one of us gets a test daily on, on the Tochen you know, whether it's business whether it's health whether it's stop meeting somebody doesn't make a difference you know, is things going to work out or not going to work out for me today and the trouble with the way the world was, the way we all are, in a way, something bad happens to someone. And, and you not forget about bad. Uh, I was supposed to catch a bus. And it's the nine o'clock bus. It's again, again, I'm always get it, no problem. Today I came at 8.55 and I missed it because it came at 8.50. I missed the bus. Right? So what do you say normally? Rotten luck. Right? I came at 9.05 and I got the bus. Oh, wonderful luck, right? But do you ever think about what happens for the rest of the day because of your luck? You think it's luck? Well, the Rebbein shouldn't put you on that bus. So why, what happened for the rest of the day? Something must have happened that I came five minutes early or came five minutes late. So we'll find out. Then you'll see that there's a God in the world. Okay, but anyway, until I discover that I'm, I'm, I'm still looking around and then saying this thing. So I have this problem. A seemingly bad thing happened to me. And I'm, uh, you know, so I'm, I'm very worried. You know, you're good or bad. So what am I supposed to do? So first of all, 
this is what I believe, and we'll go into this in a second, that the first thing a person is supposed to say when something seemingly bad, I didn't say it's bad, it said seemingly bad, came about, you're supposed to say, this, what is seemingly bad, is good. What do you mean, you crazy? Is it seemingly bad? It's bad. Let's just taste my cup. Right? No. Let's take the mice with the Gemara of Nochamish Gamzu. What happens? They sent them in with a box of uh, jewels to bribe the Roman emperor. Right? And the, uh, the hotel keeper, whatever it is there, he steals my jewels and he fills it up with sand. Right? And he says, Gamzu Lutaiva, when, when did he first, he doesn't bother looking at it until he gets to the Melech. Malach opens up at the box. What's going on here? You can see in there. What can they... And all of a sudden, Leo Anubi shows up standing next to him dressed as a Roman. And he says, this sand is what Kedol that Avram Avinu used against Kedol History, they knew. So Mamele, they knew there was such a battle. They knew that Avram beat Kedol So they want to know how we did it. So this is the sand. This became weapons. This became soldiers. This became whatever it became. I said, I'll try it. And he tries it, and that's exactly what happens. So all of a sudden, he returns, he gives to, uh, back to Klai, so this box full, fills it up with jewels. He probably gives better jewels than, than the Jews gave him. And he also was with Xavier, and he became a good friend of the Jews. Now, he could have done this all because he was afraid. Because if they wouldn't give me a little box like this, they must have some kind of pile like that. So I get that I can't answer you why he did it. Uh, but Lemaise, he did it. And therefore, it was never bad. The fact that it was sand and there was never bad, it was good. Because it would have been without the sand, what would have been? I gave the bribe already to the melech. The melech could, would, or he'll decide if he wants to accept the bribe. He, I mean, he accepted, he took it, that's for sure. But, but he wants to do what, what you're asking him. That's the shayla. You have no guarantee that he wants to do it. Right? So therefore, that you'll be in the same suffering. Just hopefully he'll live up to it. But this way, it was a guarantee that it's going to. So it's good. So that comes with type. It never was bad. The guy, uh, in, in, uh, that I'll give you in a second. Okay. And what happens if it is bad? Comes out that Takia, it doesn't work out. It's like a lot of troubles came because of it and whatever it is there. Then I'm supposed to say, called the other on the top of it. What does that mean? What's the mice with that? That's Rabbi Akiva in Baruchis. What happens? He came to a town. He wanted to be accepted. And uh, somebody should invite him to, to spend the night. Nobody does. He has to sleep on the cold, hard ground outside as they were camping that night. And, and, and he wasn't prepared for it. So, okay, so he's, he's camping. He also wants to learn a little bit that night. And the wind keeps blowing out his candle. He has his transportation with him. His mule, he gets eaten up. He has his... his uh, his alarm clock, the rooster, he gets eaten up. So now he lost that night. He lost the rooster, lost the the, uh, the mule. He couldn't learn that night. He slept on a cold, hard ground. Right? So it was a pretty bad night. Right? He comes into the town the next morning, and he finds the whole town is wiped out. If he would have been in that town, he also would have been killed. If his donkey would have brayed, they would have found him. If they would have seen the candle, they would have killed him. If they would have seen the rooster here, the rooster crow, they would have killed him. So whatever it is there, it was a lot better than dying, right? Losing these things. But it was not a good night. You can't say he gained anything that night. He lost that night. For Compared to a different night, it was not a good night. He just lived. That's all the mention made in this. I didn't get killed. 
That's called Yavach Mutavati. Bechol HaPochus, it's a Kapore. If it doesn't work out for, for Mami, something good, at least the Kapore it will be. So that's a secondary step. I can actually tell you a, a, a true story which just happened last Pesach about this. Okay, there was a person, generally is a warrior, and uh, they had to move from one, one dira to another dira, one house to another house, to a smaller down, downsizing house, okay? The woman happened to have had uh, massive furniture from her first marriage. She married the second guy. She's an Almona, so she's, uh, and it, it don't fit in the new house. It's too big. <coughs> On the other hand, so give it away. Nobody will take it. It's so massive. Nobody needs the furniture anymore. Okay. So she doesn't have any furniture. Has no clothes. She's moving to a new neighborhood. Has no clothes. She feels that I'm not going to, I got to show something. I don't have no money. What am I going to do? Okay. Bit of a service. He goes away to a kid for Pesach and comes home. And the house is so flooded, a major pipe must have busted. It, the, the house had to be rebuilt. And obviously, she had to move, it wasn't her house, so they had to move out. And the house had to be rebuilt. Okay, now I got really jealous, right? I don't have a place to live until I move into my new apartment. I have nothing to, the mamish, nothing left, right? And then she discovers that her insurance policy was replacement value not just uh, loss. Replacement value, they had to pay for this massive furniture as antiques, $10,000 a piece or something like that. All of a sudden, I got money for my furniture. I got money for my clothes. I got money. So it was a flood, a bad thing. It, good. it solved all her problems. She didn't know what to do with the stuff. She didn't know what to do with the move this thing. It solved all problems. You have nothing to move. You have nothing to do. You have nothing there. So now you have Baruch Hashem. You have a that's called, called the, that's the type. Person loses a job, for instance, and uh, I'll give him a, a simple motion. He's a CEO making three million a year, right? So the Chayre, he uh, felt him the king out of Elamais. It's a bazillion. You got fired from your position, right? So he meets his friend and he's complaining, oh boy, I got fired. He says to him, they didn't give you a package. She said, of course they gave me a package. They gave me $10 million. Uh, what do you call it? Severance. And they gave me this and this and this and this. But they fired me. So he said to him, when was the last time you had a vacation? Oh, not since I started working for this company. Okay. Okay. So you didn't have a vacation in 10 years. Okay. When was the last time you learned? Learned. <laughs> not since I left Yeshiva. Whoever learned and things did. Okay, if that's the case, why don't you take a year off? You have no problem with money. Take a year off. Sit down and learn. Have, have, enjoy yourself. Rest up. That's what the guy does. At the end of the year, he makes a friend of his that was in the same business that he was in. He says to him, you know, I never offered you a job. I mean, you know why? Because I don't steal employees. You're working for the other guy. I didn't, I didn't hire you for that thing. But now that you're not working for you, I'll pay you double for whatever you made. Was that his getting fired? Was that a good thing or a bad thing? That's Gamsu type. So it's always a matzah of Gamsu type. And that's really what we're supposed to say when we have this problem of something seemingly bad, meaning you trust me, you don't trust me. Now you'll ask me, why should I trust God? 
Why should he, why, why can I rely on the Rabbanishna? Well, I'm a tzaddik, I'm a good guy. Wait, wait, why am I allowed to? Because it says, I am the one that feeds you. I make everybody happy. Yeah, how many people have you ever met in life that are happy? That's what it tells us, that's what the Pesach says. Not, it's not a tefillah. It's a statement of fact. You open your hand and you feed everybody. Uh, the English, the that dictionary want need is the same thing, but the way we speak, want means I'd like to have it. Need is I must have it. Right, and I, I give everybody what they want, what they would like to have. I'm saying so everybody should be a happy person. It doesn't exist. Why? That's on us. That we're really the ones that make mess that up. The Rebbeinishin is meisvut. Rabbi had a conversation with Rebbeinishin, or whatever it means, and uh, he was a poor man and he wasn't happy about his matzif. And the Benishim said, do you want me to start the world over again? He said, yeah. So he said, okay, but even the second time around, I can't guarantee you that you'll be rich. Why? Because that's totally a mazel. What do you mean it's totally a mazel? God's the one that makes the world. There's no, there's no English. It's how yet. But it's totally a mazel. The Benishim made, I don't know why he made it. I can't answer and I'm not getting involved in that. But he made a world that there should be chesed in there. And in order that there should be chesed, there has to be givers and takers. If there are only givers and no takers, there's no chesed. If there are only takers, no givers, there's no chesed. So there has to be givers and takers. Before there's a concept of Einish, the guy hasn't lived yet. So how are we going to have givers and takers? So the only way we can do that is the Benishu will say, the first 50 guys are givers, the second 50 guys are takers. He throws up in the Shamas one way. On this part of the line, this line, I don't care how the Benjamin does it, but the Benjamin makes it that you're, that you're born in a certain matzah. But the Benjamin says, I guarantee you, I guarantee you that you can be happy in the matzah that I'm making you. Whether you're poor, you can play stickball, you can play stoopball, you can play kick the can, you can play Wabingalivio, and don't cost you a penny. And if I want to be, if I'm a rich kid, I have to have the knife and the sword and the thing. And this way I had a broomstick and it tried serving as a broom. It also was a bat and it was a spear and it was a sword and it was a rifle. It all, all of it is one, one stick. Okay, all of us, same happiness as the other guy. Absolutely no mile of it. There was a guy, you'll tell him, you know, I'm, I'm going to take you into a fancy restaurant. They'll give you an aged rib steak costs about $300 normally, and I'll treat you. And the guy says, what do I need with the thing? I can't stand the smell of it. I don't want the thing there. Give me two francs, and, or three francs, well, he'd be bigger, and two beers, and two tickets to the giant game, and I'm a happy man. Let's lace the mark up with all this stuff. And I've met people like that, that they go in, the first question they ask is, what's the most expensive item on your menu? What do you care what the most expensive item on the menu is? Do you like it or you don't like it? No, I'm a rich guy. I got to eat what's the right thing on the menu. Right? I was once went with a guy. He was hungry. And the steak to make is about a half hour. So he's ordering the soup and he's ordering a full spice. And I say to him, you know, if you're hungry, there's a deli right around the corner. You can get a sandwich. And then you'll be full and everything. It'll take two minutes and get in there. I don't go to delis. Why don't you go to delis? 
It's past minute. And even if I went to a deli, I'd have to order a steak. I couldn't get the Franks that I like. Okay? I'll prove it to you. We go to chasnas, fancy chasnas, right? And where we go to the shmog. And where's the biggest lines? Uh, this one I'm told. I, I, I wouldn't line up there because it's a thing though. They go to the carving station. Okay, what do they give you at the carving station? Corned beef, pastrami, whatever, some other stuff there that you normally get in a regular restaurant. And in a, in a deli. I went into a deli and I wanted to have a good meal. I get myself, a, let's say, a pastrami on club, right? A side of French, right? A soda. Here, they give me, they cut up this piece of, well, I don't even know how to cut a piece of meat, cuts them into cubes, right? He gives, puts a little bit on the plate, and you say, you want some mustard with it? This mustard right over there. So how do you take it? You take a spoonful of mustard, right? Not, not, the taste is not spread out over a piece of bread. It goes, you have to stick your, your thing into that. You're standing, not even sitting. Right, and stuff like that. And this you're doing, this you enjoy. So why are you doing it? Because I don't go to delis. So how am I ever gonna eat corned beef, right? I like corned beef enough that if you're at least paying $100 a person for the meal, then I can go and enjoy the, the, the corned beef. If you're not paying that for a meal, I ain't going to enjoy the farm. So you're killing yourself. You're the one that's doing it. Now with the Benjamin gave you a tether to be able to be a poor man. But you want to be a rich man. So I'm following what the other guys said, and that's not made for me necessarily. So that's that's the the, the basic machlekes I have in my life, why I ruin it. Anishin gave me type of way to enjoy life, but I killed it myself. And this is the, uh, the so that is the the, the lesson of, of Zohar, really, that I have to be oikir, the kfir in me, trust not Kodesh, but what about safety? Now, we, we talked about money. What about safety? How, how do I know I kill? I'm, I'm sick. The doctor just diagnosed me. And whatever it is, how am I able to, to say, you know, it doesn't apply to me? Stuff like that. Shame up, say, my shame. In other words, but you got to be a pessy. You got to be a guy, not, not a guy who doesn't rely. And, uh, and it could be, and this is, I believe this, uh, Guys may agree with me or not, but this is a gay attack at Gabach and the Goratzi soil. When I tell me them, I tell them they're not allowed to go on buses. We're hearing right now, unfortunately, uh, attacks in Goratzi soil, right? What is, how does that apply to me as an American Bacha? Am I allowed to be there? An Israeli is allowed to be there because he lives there. He lives there, he's going to shame Hashem. He has to go, he has to live this certain basic quality that you have to have in, the, in life. Go on buses, go on planes, go whatever it is there, and then I'm allowed to do. But you don't belong there. Why are you there? Oh, I want to be there. Oh, you want to be there. I want to be there. It's different rules than what I have to be there. So, mainly, you have to take taxes, take things there because you have to be more protected. You're going to have to go, go on a maybe uh, an unscheduled bus, an armored bus, something. But there has to be some kind of a protection more than, than if I lived there. I can't say, well, they go on buses, so I can go on buses. It doesn't work that way. Years ago, we saw it in the Feirish, that most of the chutzlots, the people wouldn't have got killed. But the mice, this time, and even this time, too, one was the Ukrainians, I think, was, 
where they kill the ones in Bnei Brak. Uh, where, where the thing there. They always said, no, we'll attack outside people from the thing there. It's just so they can have a different muscle. Those are the two things that I'm allowed to rely on for those two reasons. And now you rely on me or not. If you don't rely on me, so I don't I don't give you the service. When you rely on me, I'll give you the service. Okay. That's that. Then we're coming into how she's and how to listen to the tale. And it's a funny thing. In Pasha's Torah, the way the Rashi, the Rashi describes the Chayk, that this is a thing we do, you know, why, why are you doing this? That'd be nuts, right? Why am I doing it? Because I told you to do it. Therefore, we're doing it. So you're taking, you're spending Kohen the Alma on a Pura Aduma, and yeah, and it's well, who knows what, what the reason for it. We don't have any reason for it. Enough of became we do it. And Thomas Benesina said you'd pay calling the army, you'll pay all the million dollars. Why? So I said, first of all, two questions. As I'm gonna read your post, you can pass you the shanon, and uh, which will carry an axe off this ration completely. Um, Remember to do them, learn them and do them. This is what makes you consider smart people so the North Korean so the Koreans can start learning Talmud because they think they're going to make them smart. Right? They'll hear these chukim. The chukim are going to make them smart. Chukim, they don't even make any sense. How do they make me smart? Said Mishpatim, I will understand. Says chukim. So God, the the Drosh Saran asked this question, and he gives an answer, a medical type of answer. I'm going to give it more updated method. Okay. Uh, a guy has headaches, and he reads the instructions on the aspirin bottle and says, two, take two aspirin every four hours and for relief. I take two aspirin every four hours and I don't have relief, right? And I'm suffering like this for years. Finally, I can't take it anymore. I say, Doc, what am I going to do? And it doesn't help me. He says, why don't you take three? I take three and Baruch Hashem, it works, right? Do I give a grace to the doctor? He's so smart. What a genius. He figured out that you take three aspirin, you'll be cured. Saying, no, nah. I mean, I should have figured it out myself and tried it better. I was two chickens, so therefore I didn't need to take three aspirin. What happens, though, if the doctor would say, if you want to be cured from this headache, you got to walk around the block four times and then stand on your head for five minutes? And you won't have it anymore. And you do it. And it works. Wow, what a genius, right? He knows the body so well that he can that he can tell me that I do such this mishugasan, and that's what's going to help me. So the more strange the, the cure is, the more great the person is. So if chayk works, so that we understand. So I'll tell you a story that actually happened by Yasin Yeshiva. We built kale houses. And... Um, there was like one bar, one younger man was more or less like in, 
tribes dealing with the uh, with this with the sad and all this type of stuff. The gardeners, who are the gardeners? Gardeners, the Mexicans. So, but the Mexicans, they're different than other types of Latinos. They happen to be fume, and they're usually family oriented. So, one of me says, "I'm leaving now, but I got to ask you one question." He says, "I have four children." And they're on each other's throat all the time. And here I saw, I'm here for over two weeks, I saw over 100 kids together. I never saw one fight. What is it that you do? I want to know what you do. Explain to them what you do, how you raise your kid. You can explain that to him. Okay. And of us, what does it mean? That Every, oh, sorry, got one more point. Yeah. Now, I don't even understand the whole cash of Rashi or the Goyim. Isn't that what we all do? Your husband uh, somehow wants to please his wife. He's, he stepped over the line somewhere and he wants to please his wife and say, I'm sorry, right? What does he do? He buys what? Besides another $1,000 piece of jewelry, okay, maybe that would work. But, uh, but if he's not in that league, he goes out not to Costco, not to uh, what do you call it, uh, whatever the guy's name is, that they get the flowers at this and this price by the garage. I go into a, to a florist and I buy long stem roses, right? And they're about this big. And I bring them home to my wife, two dozen at least, it's like a couple of hundred bucks. And she sees it and she's, oh, yeah, wow, wonderful. And now Shalom reigns in the house. Now the question is what we do with the flowers. Right, we don't have a vase for them. Right, we we'll cut them down. So what's the point of buying the long stem roses? Okay, so obviously we got to find something that's going to hold the long stem roses. The only thing we have is the tall garbage can. Okay, so we'll put it in the cold garbage can. Okay, now where are we going to put this garbage can? We're going to put it in the dining room. We only use the dining room shops. Uh, let's put it in the kitchen. It has no tool. Okay, so I have to put it in the dining room. Okay. Put it in the dining room, and maybe the wife, when she passes through the dining room every so often during the day, she looks at the flowers again and feels good. My husband spent all that money on for me, and whatever it is. Okay. It comes after, um, what, what, um, what do you call it? It comes Shabbos, finally. And now the, everyone's going to see my flowers, right? And I put it on the table, right? And someone says, you know, can you please move the flowers? I can't see you. You notice by chasnas now they make them very high, very low. Okay, you can't see. So now the flowers are off the table again and all the things. About Sunday or Monday, they start smelling and uh, you have to get out of the house because all of a sudden the smell is too bad and it was wasted. Whatever money he spent on it was wasted. You couldn't have bought me something that, that lasts, something like that. No, I want the flowers. So what's your kashi? So Ben is asking you, you want to prove you love me? Buy me a paraduma. That's what I asked you for. You don't want to buy it, then you don't have then you don't love me. Where do we have it? We're buying shmomatsu this year. You learn it pretty good that, that uh, you love God. Right? Okay. You bought a swagum right the last couple of years, you learned that also. Okay, so all of a sudden I'm willing to pay. Why am I willing to pay? Because I want to show I'm willing to waste money for you, Rabbanish Shalev. I love you and I'm willing to. So what's Ikashi? So that's why you have a paradigm. So what, 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 everybody does it. This is what I think is the cash. 
even though Rashi doesn't exactly seem to say it, but if we know the halachas, I guess for Adumah, we'd say it. Adumah ben Nesina was a guy. If a guy, we can't if a poor Adumah is born by a guy, we must buy it the first day that it's born. Because if he puts on that poor Adumah, uh, on that animal, a weight, it passes it. So we have to get out of his shoes at that time, the first day. And at that day, we're willing to pay Kol the Alma. Kol the Alma, when is, it, when is this ego? This is an eglo, it's not a pora. When is this eglo going to become a pora that's going to be parvamuta to make a paraduma out of it? Two years, three years down the line, whatever the halacha, when it changes an eglo into a pora. Till then, you have to keep it, right? And make and hope that the, that two hairs won't turn black, right? What are you, hidden? I'll prove it to you. Didn't we have in the last couple of years, not, not, it's a few years already since then, uh, I think we had about three paradumas at the same time and around the world, right? Mashiach's coming tomorrow and we have the paraduma ready, we're all ready, right? What happened to those paradumas? We're ready. Why don't we hear about them? Because they're not paradumas. That's one. And therefore, the same thing over here. So that's what this is. So as a suffix, to pay Kohen the Alma on a sofa that's going to last from a day old to three years old, that I'm not investing millions and millions of billions of dollars on. That's a guy. We would, either we have the betoch and the bench made a poradum because we need it, or later for whatever it is there. Maybe even these poradumas he made, if it would have been good enough, maybe it wouldn't help it. Who knows? Okay. That is basically chayk. From there, we come to Pashta Chaydish which is the Shabbos, okay? And we talk about the Korban Pesach. The Korban Pesach is really our chinuch. Tells us completely how to be mechanach kids. The Korban Pesach, first of all, you're not allowed to have normal vusha. Can't have long-term types of cooking. I want you to be, if you want to raise a good kid, you have to keep your eye on them all the time. If you don't keep your eye on them all the time, you, you don't have that control. And therefore, no, give you raw. Can't be raw because raw doesn't make any preparation. So therefore, I don't have to keep my eye on it. Mevushal, I put it on the slow cooker and leave them go to work for 12 hours and then come home and I'll still be cooking. It's also no good, right? The only thing you about sliesh. And the only is, is, the, is the grill. Now, we don't want the gas grill. I mean, I, I'm learning about these things now. The gas grill, passionate. Why? Because everything's so even. Uh, your thing there goes on the fire, and it goes this, and it goes out the blood evenly. That's not what I want. I want here it should be sizzled, burnt. Here I want it to be raw, and stuff like that. And that was, you know, when it drops the blood, all of a sudden a big fire shoots up, it burns the outside of it. He was it. You like that? Okay, you like it, what's going on your tongue? You like it. Okay, but that's how you're supposed to watch it. A fire just jumped up, make sure it doesn't hit it. On a grill, on a, on a, on a gas grill, it's not going to help you. I want it, that's called the bush. I want it on a sleesh. I want fire. I want things, fire to jump up. I want you to make sure that you jump it out of the way, it shouldn't get burnt. Stuff like that. That's how you get a good kid. If you don't, if you don't do that, there's no hint. So that's basically what the Coben Pesach is supposed to tell us, teach it to us. Now, uh, how it teaches to us simply 
because the Rebbeinu Shalelam was between the, the Mitzri and the Yid. In other words, what's the difference between the Mitzri and the Yid? The two, the Eloi Vavidizor of Eloi Vavidizor. Why did God say, kill this guy, not this guy? Both the Avidizor guys. A Yid's not a guy. No matter what you are, you're not a guy. I don't know uh, the, the, that much history about it, but whatever I know about it, we saw it close. Trotsky and Stalin both made a revolution against the Tsar. They killed out millions of people. But their reasons were different. Trotsky wanted to help the poor person. So, Mamela, how do I keep help the first person like America wants to do now? Make everybody poor. Or make every whatever you can do. That's how I'm going to help them. Abulamaisa, I'm doing something for the for the people. Stalin did it for for power. And therefore, the yid is not a good. Now with the yid, even with the worst yid. His motives, at least, are going to be in, in, in the union of time for the world. But, or if he has a soga, obviously, it's not going to be according to what the, you know, the wants. Okay. So basically, that, that's the uh, thing. And the basic point of Matsushmura, which is also brought down here, the only time we need Matsushmura, by the way, is only to the Seder. We are not mechuyiv to eat the whole time. The only reason I think we eat for the whole time because you want to be eight to the ramba, uh, the the, uh, the gro that he holds for every kizayis matzah that we hear shmura that we eat on Pesach. We'll get a mitzvah sasei. So therefore, why not? And it's a cheap way of getting the mitzvah sasei. So we'll do it. Oh, but lemaisa, it's uh, the chiyuv is only on the first night. It's only on the, by the seder. It's the only time you have a chiyuv to have uh, shmura matzah. Basically, it's to tell you why we went out of Mitzrayim. To be negated to, 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 to this Seder, and it's also to Shabbos Egodl, basically. The, uh, uh, what day do we remember? In, in, in Pasha's Kadesh. Right? Remember the Yen Tzis Chamel Mitzrayim. Remember today that you went out of Mitzrayim. We'll see a very strange Lashonis. We say uh, the Russian uh, Yitzhiyas Mitzrayim. The translation of Yitzhiyas Mitzrayim, and it, it may work out dignically wise, but Lamaise, it's probably more correct if you didn't use Russian Yitzhiyas Mitzrayim, because Yitzhiyas Mitzrayim means Mitzrayim left. Right? It didn't say Yisrael, Yisrael means Mitzrayim. Yitzrael, Mitzrayim left. Where did Mitzrayim leave? Mitzrayim didn't leave anywhere, didn't go anywhere. He's still in North Africa. So what do you mean it's his Mitzrayim? Okay. Um, um, yeah. And also, you remember, you say smell to Mitzrayim. Now, if we learned Gemara on Rosh Hashanah, we would learn that we became free on Rosh Hashanah. Six and a half months earlier than we went out of Mitzrayim. So if you're free, so what do you put in a cup? What's this all the markets that we had afterwards and so on? There are four degrees to freedom. The four degrees of freedom are the four cases that we drink. We could have, if, if you're going to take every synonym to the word freedom, you probably have another 35 of them. 
and I don't think anybody's going to last unless you make his uh, reveals down to about this much. But otherwise, they ain't going to make it, right? So how? What, what's the purpose, right? What are four steps? Take a look at the Lashonis. Yeah. Took you out of the civilized mitzvah. In other words, the first step was you weren't, you weren't not, you're not uh, slave laborers to the point where it breaks you, it breaks your back. It also gave us a chance to actually become to prepare for ourselves. You know, we all talk about the Emancipation Proclamation. Proclamation Emancipation? Emancipation Proclamation. Anyway, Lincoln, he did a wonderful thing. He freed the slaves, right? What did he freed the slaves? At 1201, this and this day, all slaves are free in the South and the South that are considered by Southerners are free. Okay, so they all became free. And everybody's jumping up and hallelujah and all this, these type of there and they're coming. Now, this is seven o'clock in the morning, let's say, I don't know, whatever it was. 12 o'clock, get back for lunch. The boss says to him, what are you guys doing here? What do you mean, what are we doing here? We came for lunch, right? You don't work for me anymore. You guys are free. Go get your own lunch. But we don't have any money. We don't have any jobs. Nobody's going to pay for us. That's your problem. So what did we solve? What did we do? Or did we create a new society of, of people who had to fend for themselves and, and steal and rob and everything else in order to be able to live? Right? So he didn't really do much, if you really think about it. What do we do? We have Anoke. You have an Evidivri. You got to free him after six years. You got to give him from here, from here, from here because he's got to have a retainer until he gets another job. When you fire somebody, you got to give two, two weeks at least of uh, something or other. You can't just fire. Stamazay, you got to give a person that he can live until he gets another job. You can't just throw a person out. That's what they did. Okay, so I'm saying, so I don't know how big that is, but that's why maybe it took the four steps. I didn't do it one shot. If I didn't one shot, you wouldn't have what to do. So what's the second step? Now you don't work at all. You're free. But you know what you are? You're a second-class citizen. I will describe for you a second-class citizen. It happened to me in 1950. Okay? I was by mitzvah that year, and I had a cousin that was arrived in Washington, D.C., and we went to Washington, D.C. to uh, you know, spend, the, I guess, whatever it is. I want my, my friend, uh, uh, Mendel Kaufman. And he was his brother, and we went through the thing there. And we go to the Capitol. And with Baruch Hashem, we start off the representative side, and we get all the drushes about John Quincy Adams, all the drushes that you learned in school. Okay, we go right there. We pass him to go to the center side. The guy, there's a guard in the middle. He says, get that hat off your head. What hat? Not, not talking to me. I have no hat on my head. Get that beanie off your head. Right? Get the beanie. I can't. This is my religion. How am I supposed to get out of this building? At that time, you walked into a public library. You had to remove your hat, your amok. 
just happened to be in Jewish neighborhoods. They didn't enforce it. But Blumaise, that's a fact. Ad Hayoim, until I, and I heard that they just passed the special law for the Arab, that she can cover her hair. In the Congress, you are not allowed to cover your hair. You weren't allowed to do it in the Supreme Court either. The lawyers were not allowed to, then all of a sudden you're allowed to. But to, but to actually be a representative in the Congress, you are not allowed to wear any covering in, in, in the Congress. And they passed a special law. So if you have a former Yid, maybe that wants to wear a yarmulke and he won the election, maybe he'll also be able to wear a yarmulke. But that's about it. But we get in on them. That's a second class citizen. You want to be a citizen in this country? Fine, no problem, as a guy. You want to take a test on Shabbos? All tests are given on Shabbos. I'm sorry, you, you can't participate? Sorry, what can we do? You're not a Christian. The last Madrege is what we are now, then if you're a Sabbath observer, they have to give you a different man. They have to try to accommodate you as a Sabbath observer. So all of a sudden, we are equal. And I think that's the four, four cases. If we would have been the Vasi, the fifth one, if we had our own country, then there would have been Pshat, that's an Israeli. That's the thing. There's some Amelis entitled to be able to do his own minhagim. But if you're an American, you can't do all these minhagim. And I think maybe that's Pshat, what Chesed? The Benjamin took us out there. What do you mean, Chesed Nurayach? We had no choice, right? The fact that you were able to be free and stay in Mitzrayim and want to stay in Mitzrayim, want to stay in, stay in Mitzrayim, you died during Choshech. But that you wanted to stay in Mitzrayim, that would have killed you. With Chesed Nurayach, you all these 600,000 that wanted to come out. Thus, that, that is the chesed in your life. You had the freedom to stay in Mitzrayim. There's nothing there as far as you're concerned. And, see, and you still wanted to stay in Mitzrayim, go out, that's the chesed in your life. That we did for the bench. Uh, a second thing, I'll end off with this thing because to get into Shabbos, I got it was, it's next week, really, so I get excused. Okay, the, uh, is, is the point of the Ukraine. And then I'm not, I'm not telling you any jokes about Mashiach. They don't bother me. What is the Rabbanishim doing? You know, we say the bracha, uh, how do we call it, the Kabbishay for God, right? So what's going to be, we expect somehow the Shay for God is going to blow, and now we're all coming, right? We're all coming. How is it going to blow? I don't know. Where it's going to blow, it's going to be on the internet, the face and how the Kabbashafer God is going to help. But one thing, I, I have a kashi. It ends off, it doesn't say, the leftovers. That means the guys, the rigid, the, all the good guys, I mean, the, the, the Hamaynam, they went already. Well, why'd they go? Because I made enough solace where they came from that they had to go. And they left over nobody. Well, how many Jews in Asia now? How many Jews in Africa? How many Jews in, in Europe? Is uh, whatever it is, but still enough. But it's uh, not, not, not the numbers that there were. Basically, you're too comfortable in France, out of there. You're too comfortable in Germany, out of there. And where do you go? Tell to soil. I remember when the state was was proclaimed, there was less than a million people there. Now, that's the largest kibbutz of Yiddin is not to soil. 
Why? Because simply for Mashiach to come, there has to be the Jews in Israel, as they state in the Maftelis. It doesn't say that they think they were, when he's coming, when I'm going to come to Harabais, where, where are they attacking? If the Jews are not living there, who are they attacking? All of us, the Yidna are in Israel. And the thing there, now the Shailas, we're the only ones left, really. When is our turn going to come? I have no idea. And for what? For good or bad? In other words, I'm not scaring anybody. I'm not trying to scare anybody. I don't know anything what's happening in the world. So all I know is what seems to be going on. With the administration that we have, we have certain kindness to it. Oh, if we had the other administration, right? You think the other administration is going to be any better anymore? Why? Because they want to make sure that this administration doesn't become again. So they're going to make laws, dictatorship laws, just like they want to make now, that they can't be. They'll become in, they're going to make laws that this can't be. And therefore, we're going to be back to a dictatorship, one side or the other. It doesn't make a difference. When we see that, I tell you, take your passport, make sure it's in, in good, what do you call it, standing, and leave. Because by Hitler, Benechet, you can't skin in the beginning. It's later that you couldn't go out. And the thing, though, is the thing that you got to keep your eye open, what's going to happen here? I don't know what's going to happen. Right now, people, when the first happened, oh, we're, leaving, we're going, we're moving to Republican states. I'm living in New York, I'm going to Florida, I'm going to move, there's no taxes, there's no this, there's no that. I'm a good disaster. So why are you still in New York? Eh, I paid my taxes already, like this, and, and I like it up here. You know, he's up here. Why should I want to go down there? Whatever it is, there. that's how we can think, and that's what other people thought. And that's what we have to be careful. But I don't know when to, the way you should do it, Bisholem. So I have no, I'm not telling you this is going to happen. I'm just telling you that I don't know what's going to happen. And if you don't know what's going to happen, you got to be prepared. You can't just say, you know, it's, nothing's going to happen because uh, nothing's going to happen. Because I said so. You said so means nothing. We know that. And no one expected the world to look like it does now. That's for sure. Right? And the thing there and all the struggle that kid got, got through and everything else that that that, that was shy in the election. Whatever it is, the SMS or not, I have no idea. I don't need your tent. So I can only tell you what it says on the... Uh, the part over there that says uh, quoted and cited and quoted or something like that. So I know a little bit of those things. The past that I don't know too much. But you see what, they, what, they, what they're screaming now. Okay, the screaming, that means there's something was not good, not push it. Not push it, so well, why didn't you do something about it? Because I couldn't do anything about it. Couldn't do anything about it, so then that's the problem we have to protect ourselves against. Anyway, which will all lead to Shabbos HaGadol, which is about Mashiach, and that should be Renvach with the tactic, Kabishay Fegodl, however the Pshad is, whatever it means, we should always be able to be a man of this year, and we can still make the golden pass out.